You know when you're out with your friends and they all order beer and then you look insane when you don't want any beer? I mean, no offense to any of my friends out there, but I'm not a crazy obsessed beer drinker. I mean, once in a while, but I don't really love it. But I did recently try Bud Light Seltzer. It's not beer. It's a hard seltzer from Bud Light. Finally, there's something I can drink when everyone else is having a beer. Bud Light Seltzer's 5% alcohol, 100 calories, and it comes in four flavors. There's strawberry, lemon lime, mango, and my go-to black cherry. They're all super refreshing and perfect when I want something with a little more kick than just sparkling water. You know what I'm saying? Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. You're listening to The Jillian Michaels Show. Hello, Manus. Hello, Jillian. Um, hey, so we had, uh, uh, you know, I, I uh, work in uh, the Vancouver, and we, <laughs> as well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there she goes again, bringing up the other job. No, I'm just saying. There she the goes only, again. No, the only. There she goes. The only reason I'm bringing it up is because okay. we had. Sure. I, no, I just sure. haven't had, I haven't been in a place where I've had to have a staff meeting. In a very uh, long time, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you do that. You do that when you fly, you know, to to, to Florida. You, you have a staff meeting yeah, every We so have them on the phone, too. They're the phone. Okay. Anyway, we're talking about all these things and people yeah, are talking. Yeah, talking. Yeah. Talk, 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 talk. Ah! Then finally at the end, it was yeah. opened up. The CEO yeah. said, okay, you know, if does anybody have anything to say? Yeah, yeah. And out of the very far corner of the room... <sighs> Um, one gal raised her hand. Oh, never speak, never speak. Yeah, never speak. She was feeling that um, not everybody was accepting her in the room or in the in the in the thing. And I was like, wow, this is, you know, and 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 then or she could have been setting them up for a lawsuit. Well, but then and then some tears look, came. Look at how I think. No, no, it's okay. I'm like she's setting but them it, up for a lawsuit. But, but but she was saying that it just seems like there's camps. Right, and there's always camps in every business, right? But oh my it, God, it starts in in school. Exactly, five year olds have Four. it. They're, they're camps, right? Oh and, hell and so yeah. she was really feeling this, and and it was very, and the and the CEO and I and I give him credit. He goes, you know what? Sometimes you just have to lean into those conversations, and I was like, and what I really got mean? What do you... because I think he's saying what he was saying was, okay, if you're feeling this, if you are feeling this at work, have that difficult conversation. Go up to that group or, you know what I mean? Lean into either if you don't, but he's saying have the courage to. And I thought that was <sighs> to have the difficult conversation to to approach like the gang, the gang in the corner. I know. Don't get me wrong. It's so interesting. I gave Lou the exact opposite advice. Really? Yeah. She just started first grade at a new school, right? She's like, I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. And I'm like, why? And she's like, because people are mean. And you know what I said? I go, people are mean. There's a lot of assholes in the world. And I go, however... There's also great people in the world. And I was like, you know, you, you go to this school and I'm sure there's going to be, I, Lou, I'm not going to tell you there aren't, they're going to be a-holes. There just are. It's life. There are kids you're not going to get along with. Kids are going to click up, you know, adults click up, same thing. And I said, but you'll have your own little click focus on that because they're never going to accept you and you can't change but, them. Why have the conversation? I set boundaries but, for sure. I, I think you set your boundaries. So you would never. I, I don't know why it. I don't know why the penny dropped for me in that because it's it, it's it's a concept that I've Do you never think thought it'll about. Change anything? It won't because it won't change them. In my in my experience. And that's and and I think you're you know what I think you're bang on with that because you know what many staff many staff members went up to her to kind of go wow I didn't know you're feeling that you know what I mean like mm. but it didn't but 
I don't know if she did what he suggested was to to approach that group. Would you ever approach a group? It, like it kind of gave me if a we f- had to work together. Yes, I'd say, listen, guys, I, I definitely feel like there's some tension here, but we got to put all this aside because we have a job to do. That's boundaries, though. Like boundaries are significant. And I told Lou, I'm like, if anybody is mean to you, first, you use your words in a very specific way. You make eye contact, you drop your tone and you stay calm. Just like a cop when he walks up to the window, license and registration, please. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, it's a scarier tone. I'm like, I want you to look him in the eye and go, hey, don't speak to me that way. And she's like, and what if they do? I'm like, okay, these are our options. You go, you tell the teacher. If the teacher does nothing, you walk away and you confront them and go, that's really ugly behavior. I won't be spoken to that way. And walk away. Don't allow them to continue speaking to you that way. But I promise you, if you set this boundary of like, hey, I won't be victimized, people make a note. Bullies only bully people that they can feel bigger than, right? But the the thing is, like, those kids are going to be those kids. She's not going to, you know, there are techniques and tactics to try to win them over, but it usually involves adult intervention and putting them all in the same place and giving them a common goal. And there's proc- the proximity thing, right, of like, okay, we all have to be in the, you, you put them to bunk together or on the same team or on the this or that, and then you've got a better chance. But, you know, to me, I'd be like, make your friends, focus on that. And if nobody's your friend, then you got to look at you and what you're doing. Which is, you know, something we do talk to Lou about because, as I as I've mentioned before, she's she can definitely be like, well, if it's not the game I want to play, I'm not going to play, and it's like, well, that's on you. That's a behavior you have to change. So I think it's like, a, you got to look at what you're participating in the dynamic and own that. Yeah. B, you don't allow yourself to be abused, and C, you focus on the positive. But this, how, what is this supposed to do? You go up and say, I feel like you're not nice to me. I don't know. I don't. Because I, I don't think that's going down. But you know what? If we keep doing the same thing, if if a person's always feeling victimized, I mean, this, I know this is a huge issue. The whole, I mean, this is a big issue with with bullying or not or feeling like a victim. Sure. Right. But the narrative has to change at some point. And I just thought it was interesting that he told this girl who was feeling kind of like a like, basic. She's feeling she's feeling not accepted in the room. Was he telling her to take responsibility or? I think. I think without saying it, and that's what I think what he was what he was saying was, either lean into it or you know what if you're not going to lean into it then 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 either ride it out and see what's going to happen. But I I just think if we keep doing the same behavior all the time like something has to change. I agree, but I think it's you you have to change your behavior. So you either change the way you interact with them, and if that doesn't change their behavior, then you have to focus on other things and other people. Because the I just I, I worry that her thing is like I feel like you guys aren't nice to me. And I know and that's it, not gonna work. No, and you it, know it won't work. And it didn't go well. And it didn't, there you go. It didn't well. You know what? It kind of because then people are like, oh, you tattletale, you you know, pussy, you X, Y, and Z, and then they feel accused, and it's just gonna make the whole thing worse. In my in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it was just it was a. Why did you? What did it? Why did it resonate with you though? Because that's what's the most important thing. I think. Because it's opposite to behavior that I would normally do. For me to lean into a conversation, a difficult conversation, is something I'm trying to do more. Which is you don't like conflict. That's no, why. I don't. I don't. And because because I will if when I'm faced with conflict, where I instead of coming out on top of it, I usually slide in underneath the conflict. How do you resolve something if you're incapable of having a conflict? Heidi passes me the ball. 
She'll like catch the honey with the flies until she hits a wall and then guess where the ball goes? Right into my lap. And then I and I always have to do the hammer and it sucks, but it's the only way to get things done. Like like we spent a fortune on this home entertainment system on the beach house, right? And we're just oh, this is a whole nother story. Oh my god, it's a too famous story. Oh my god. So anyway, to make a long story short, we were like, you know what? Um, this guy said to us, this this one billionaire is like, you know what I do with our houses? He's like, I just put them on these like super expensive like luxury rentals. He's like, I write off my losses because it's an income property. And he goes, they pay for themselves. He's like, why sell it? I'm like, because we're just never there. We're never there. We don't go anymore. Anyway, so I have this, an, a billionaire guy staying there with his family for the month of August. Okay. Well, they can't play something on their phone and I need the audio guys to go out. And they're like, look, we're trying to play, you know, this thing off of our phone on this for a week. And Heidi's like the people, the renters are like, hey, we, you know, can you have you resolved this yet? She's like, please get, he won't come out. My assistant Cody's trying, he won't come out. Sure enough, she just, she looks at me and I'm like, give me the phone number. I get on the phone. I leave him a message. I'm like, now I'm involved. I'm personally involved. I pay people to handle this for me. Then my partner got involved. Now I'm involved. This is this is me, right? This is how it gets here. I'm like, and believe me, I don't have time to be involved. And I send an email. I'm like, I've spent a small fortune implementing this home entertainment system. Your guys came out and screwed it up for something else that was screwed up. I've got renters in there. It's creating a host of issues for me. And this is how it's going to work. You're going to fix this within 24 hours. Or there will be repercussions you'll hear from my attorney because it's going to cause problems with the renters. I know it. They're going to be like, we want, you know, X, Y, and Z or this, that, the other. And and I'm like, and then I'm going to report you to the Better Business Bureau. Guess what? 7 a.m., first thing in the morning, bing, bang, boom, we'll be out today. And I and I looked at Heidi. I'm like, why? Why does it, why, why does it always have to come to this? Why do I always, always have to lay the smack down? But it's like in many cases, I find the only way to move the ball down the field with people is to be like, all right, here we are. But you threaten them. Oh, I don't threaten. I follow through. There were no threats. No, but but I mean, uh, but I uh, mean the way you resolved it, the, the, I find it interesting because the way you resolved it was pulling out, pulling out your armor with consequences. Uh, consequences. I'm like, that's fine. You want to behave this way? That's okay. These are the actions that I'll be taking. This, 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 and this. But if I don't, but if I'm in a position where I don't have those kind of, I don't have those kind of. Th- I can't say, you know what, if you don't get this done, I'm going to call my attorney. I don't have that. I'm not well, in the same bracket as you. you could do. Okay, ready? So listen to this. So I'm at a hotel. Oh, my God. This is another one. My whole life is an I'm Too Famous segment. Oh. I'm at a hotel because we're shooting. Okay. I had to shoot 500 exercises. Oh, is that all? We're relaunching JillianMichaels.com. We got it back, right, from from um, our licensing partner who just took my name. 500? 500. Okay. So we're, we're creating a whole new app that's like a dynamic trainer. So I, I can create programs for you like postnatal, wedding, 10 pounds, 50 pounds, run a 5K, or it's a dynamic trainer, right? So oh, to- yeah. And by the way, thanks for that stairway thing you did the other day. Where <laughs> oh, you crawled like an ant on the stairs. I'm like, oh, good. Here's another one from Jill. I'm going to do this. Yeah, thanks. Ha. That was, those are different. Anyway, That's by the way, move. yeah, I'll give you a challenge move. That was it. So listen, okay. so I'm downtown, okay? And and we're shooting downtown and we're shooting all day long. So Nicole is like, listen, I want to put you up for the night downtown. They want to put you up because 
We just need to start so early. We need to capture so much stuff in such a short period of time. And the thing is, if you this way you can work all the way through. You just spend the night. It's five minutes away. You get up the next morning. And you'll go in, you'll get there at 8 instead of driving for two hours in the car because right. we live so far away. And hopefully you'll be done that you get home in time to see the kids. I toot, was like, toot. right? So I'm like, okay, fine. Well, all right. So we go to this hotel to make a long story short. Oh, hold on. I'll play it for you. This is what I start hearing starting at 1.30 in the morning. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. Where were you at the standard? No, I'm not going to say where I was because they did the right thing. It was not the standard. That place is hell. Okay. Listen. So this this goes on. Call. I call at 1.30 in the morning, okay? I got to be up at 6 in the morning. I'm exhausted. I'm like, hey. I'm getting emails at 3. FYI. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, listen, there's a raging party going on in the room next to me. I have to be up for work. I need you to shut this down, please. It gets quiet for like five minutes. At 2.15, it starts again, like really loudly, right? I call again. I'm like, please make this stop. Please. I'm like, you did not advertise this place as an, an underage party hotel for drugs and alcohol. And, you know, the problem, I'm like, God, am I this old but I, I, like, I have to work. I have to work all day. I worked all day. Like, I'm here to sleep. That's the whole point. It was a Monday night. It was a Monday night. So at 3.30 in the morning now, I call. I speak to the manager. I'm like, shut it down now. Okay? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so I'm like, shut it down. I want my money back. And they're like, we'll give you 25% and we'll bring you this made me so angry. We'll buy you coffee in the morning. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I I go, you know what? I'm not even going to address this with you in the moment because it's 3.30 in the morning and I'm so furious that I'll do something I'll regret. They, 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 they gotta get off the phone. At, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get off the phone right now. I'll deal with this in the morning. So then Nicole, myself, and our... Um, Oh my God, our controller at my company. I'm like, we're not paying for this room. I'm like, call American Express, contest the bill. I have audio files. They can hear it. I'm like, I'm, we're not paying for this. I was up all night long. It's a disaster. So sure enough, we get the manager on the phone and here's your recourse. Ready? This is how this is going to work. I'm going to go on every single site. This is, do we have that email from Lindsay? Yeah. She's like, we're going to go on TripAdvisor. We're going to go on Yelp. We're going to go on this, 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 this. And post this audio file and talk about how it was a Monday night. It was the worst night of sleep we ever had. We're going to this, we're going to that. We're going to contest it with Amex, blah, 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 blah. Let me tell you something. Within 15 minutes, they refunded the entire thing. And it wasn't, you have all that recourse. But I had three conversations. And they were like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Bam, out come the bazookas. Because I tried the, the first time. I was like, listen, I get it. You know, it's downtown LA. I'm like, but the thing is, I'm not in a cheap room. I, It's not a cheap hotel. And I, I have to sleep. I'm here to sleep. I have two homes in LA, actually. And I'm here because I need to sleep and work around the corner very early, you know, in the morning. So I'm like, this is, you know, I'm here for this purpose to sleep. I call again. I call again, and they're like, "Well, we just had some trouble getting them out of the out of the room." I'm like, "Unacceptable." Then fine, you can't deliver on your promise to me. You'll pay me my money back because I didn't get my service. No, no, no. But we'll buy you coffee. Uh, uh. But that's what it takes, dude. And I literally was like, "God, nothing can just be a conversation." 
Everything has to be the bazooka. Everything. And I find that nowadays people will constantly, especially when you're a public figure, they will because you have less recourse because they'll try to trick you into doing something where they can sue you, but they will constantly push your boundaries. But I don't think you, I don't know. I, I just why why is why is your solution always the bazooka? It's not. I try everything and end up at the bazooka. She she called and asked three, three times. times. I also called the following morning per Lindsay's discussion. She told me to call them to see if we could get the charges reversed. And that's, again, when that manager from the night said, oh, I offered her 25% off of her room. And, coffee. and, <laughs> and you know what? The gentleman who was causing such a stir really would like to buy her coffee. He's trying the best he can to apologize. I'm like, <laughs> Doesn't that room probably have a coffee, like a Keurig in it with whatever coffee you I want? Mean, yeah, you know, I, I, I told her, I'm like, yeah, because no, a get. coffee was comparable to this room. Yeah. Let me tell you that. I, I mean, get. I get it. I, I, I don't know. I guess I it, try everything else. I always end up there. What are you going to do? It's like you, you, there comes a time. Look, Janice, in some cases you can resolve it. You do get more flies with honey. But nowadays I find most times you don't. And people will sniff out weakness and they'll start poking at it because they're like, ah, ha, 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 ha. And they'll exploit it. And that's when you need to establish a boundary. And if your boundary isn't respected, you need to establish consequences. People need skin in the game. When they sue us for nothing, we're like, okay, great, no problem. But we're not going to settle this. You're not going to get a dime. And then we're going to turn around and we're going to sue you for X and Y and Z. This is just, this is just, it's the world. You so know, how I mean, are you, you getting no, by? You know what? You got to get out of this town. No. You got to get out of here and you got to get yourself a nice little place no. in, in, uh, why don't you move to like Idaho? Dude, I'm telling you, how are you resolving things without the ability? Uh, I guess, I don't know. Then you're just going to be pissed. But you could also pause and go, this too shall pass. Oh, really? I'm not going to spend $530 on a hotel room. I'm not going to let that pass. Okay, okay, let me try I'll this get right. my money back, and then I'll move forward and make it a funny podcast story. Okay, let me let me do this. Okay, let me just, let's, let's just change the scenario. Let's say that party next door. Pl- forgive me. I'm, I know that was a pain in the ass. Let's say it was a, a reunion. They hadn't seen each other in 40 years. It was the first time these people got together in 40 years, and they had a, an evening together, and, and they all had to get on planes and go... You know what I mean? Go to the bar. Go downstairs to the lobby. Rage. I don't care. But then, no, it wasn't. It was a bunch of teenagers drinking. Okay. Well, then, never mind. Sue them. (laughs) There's so many paths to finding your family story. But whether you're tracing them generations back with a family tree or uncovering your ethnicity with ancestry DNA it's easy to get started with Ancestry. Ancestry DNA can tell you your ethnic origins and give you historical details to bring your family stories to life. And it doesn't just tell you what countries you're from, it can also pinpoint the specific regions. I was pretty sure I knew where my grandparents were from and now that I've confirmed it with an Ancestry DNA test, I wanna see how many generations back I can go. It was super easy to do. I got my kit, sent in my saliva sample, and they sent me my results. 
gave it a try. Start exploring your family story today. Simply head to my URL at ancestry.com slash Jillian to get your ancestry DNA kit and start your free trial. That's an ancestry DNA kit and a free trial at ancestry.com slash Jillian. One more time, guys. It's ancestry.com slash Jillian. Okay, babes, listen up. You can stop worrying that coloring your hair might damage it because Madison Reed's at-home hair color is made with ingredients you can feel good about. That means no more ammonia, no more parabens, phthalates, and no PPD, SLS, or gluten. Madison Reed hair color is infused with argon oil, keratin, and ginseng root extract so you get shiny, healthy-looking hair right at home. And Madison Reed makes it easy to find your perfect shade with their online color quiz. And what's really cool is you can actually try on the different shades with their hair color tool to see how you'll look and find your favorite. Get ammonia-free, multi-tonal hair color delivered to your door for less than $25 at madison-reed.com. And use my promo code Jillian and you'll get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Again, my promo code is Jillian. Visit madison-reed.com now to find your perfect shade. That's madison-reed.com. I read something disturbing. Oh no, whenever it starts <laughs> like that. Okay, I'm ready for the disturbing no, read. No, serious. I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Okay. How many of you, well, I already know the answer to Manis's. How many of you send sect, sect, Sexting? Sext. Why is that so hard to say? Say sext. Sexts. You have to say it like that, though. Say yeah. it in normal shorts. Sexts. Why can't I just say it. sex text? Se- See? Because you have to come by text. that. Okay. Sexy. Sexy. Sext. Um, I think I've sent one in my whole life that just said, hey, would you like to bring your truck by work and uh, do it? Wait. Something like that. Wait. What happened? I said... <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I, I think I did one once where I said I said hey bring your truck by my work and we'll go do it in the back in the in the, the bed of the truck but they never came <laughs> that was my sexting that's that's the extent of the sexting bring your truck oh well about, how about you I've always been really careful about that stuff because I'm me so you've never sent any sexy sexies, like words, but not pictures. I'm really. Oh, I would never send a picture. I'm so oh. careful with that stuff, because I I've always you know I've always known that it gets hacked and all that. I'm always really careful about it, always. But, so yeah, okay, I can understand but the I'm picture me. thing. Me but... is a different story, you know. Like, but listen. So here's why I bring this up. Uh-oh. So so Jake, sex stings. Yes, absolutely. See, Nicole. Oh, never pictures. Ever pictures. I'm a Smart. word I am a wordsmith. I'm telling you, I could be at a bar just drinking away, but I'm getting some guy off. Not anymore. Ooh. Ooh. I yay yay. Yikes, yikes. yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. I you used know, to. Nicole, I used to have a good time with that God, too. You know, Two, you three look at a time. So innocent and some of the shit that comes out of your mouth just boggles. I was not <laughs> expecting that. Girl. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, well, <laughs> researchers pulled more than 58,000 adults and found that 25% of them had shared a sext 
with other people. Okay. So here's the thing. Don't be sending pictures. That stuff lives forever. Yeah, oh, for sure. Well, even you, you, the, the language lives forever, but at least it's, well, I don't know about Nicole's, but <laughs> at least it's, no. It's definitely I mean, not but, tame. But people are more interested in, if you're going to hack somebody, they're more interested in the pictures, not the not the words. Of those, 16% were said they were sexual photos. 23% say they received, I don't know. It's just, here's my, I was reading that and I was thinking about this. And, you know, it's funny, Giancarlo went, oh God, he's such a scumbag. He went, <laughs> he really is such a man. He went to this club, because you know how he is. And he's sending me, I wake up in the morning oh, no. to like 10 videos on WhatsApp. And I mean, let me see if I can find them for you. Don't tell me they're all of his private area. No, no, no. God, oh. no, he doesn't sext me. He'd sooner vomit him like his ugly sister. Uh, No, hold on. Where are they? Where's my WhatsApp? So I wake up and oh, I'm no. like, what's this? Oh. Hang on. Why do I have to go? Okay. Ba, ba, ba. And he's at a bar in Bro- a club in Brooklyn called the House of Yes. Have you heard of this? Oh. Wow. Well, I can only imagine if it's Let's called see. the House of Yes. Yeah. Okay. So here, hang on. This one. Oh. Yeah. Wait. Where's the one where the here? And Giancarlo is taking videos of this. Hold on. Hold on. This is a club, not a sex club either, just a regular club where they're doing all this sex stuff. And you know what I thought? Like, I was like, the first thought was, because as a public figure, let me tell you the trick in life. The audience just hears the music. Oh, I guess this was just a weird guy in a animal mask. But the, okay. he sends me all this, and I thought to myself, like, so these people, like, now there are how many people in the world, right, that have videos of all this stuff happening to them at a nightclub. And as a as a public figure, that's my nightmare. And you you don't you don't until you're a public figure, you don't appreciate how serious that stuff is. And the real trick, right? I was thinking, oh my god, like had if they if they had knew any better, like the trick I remember Kevin Spacey in I think it was um What's the one with Kaiser Soze? Was it The Usual Suspects? Yep. Usually, yeah. Right, where he's like, the real trick the devil, the devil ever pulled was making people think he didn't exist. So the key mm. in life, fly under the radar. Because the minute you're on the radar, like they will take you down. It's king of the hill. But chill, you're never going to... What, what do you no, mean? Here's what? my point. I'm talking about sexting is like you're sending these pictures of yourself... Over the internet, you're putting them in. Have you heard of this revenge porn? Like people do this, they post this stuff all over the place. Revenge porn, like these videos, like it's a thing. But I don't. It's a I, major thing, and they're sharing it with strangers to you. So you send a picture to someone you just started dating, and they show all their friends. And it go. And if they don't like you, it gets posted somewhere. It goes on amateur porn sites. It goes on revenge porn sites. Like, this is the world we're living in. And in the moment when you think it's cute and you've got nothing to lose, who knows one day when you're up for a job and that guy 
is friends with Giancarlo and goes, oh, I saw you getting this done to you at a club, Dunzo. You're not hired. It's not happening. I mean, do you know what I'm saying? No, I, I do. And I know that social media is, is, is definitely part of, in the hiring process, they're looking at yeah. yours, period. But, but you can lock your page. It's still a Google search. You know what I'm Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I, do. I mean, go ahead, lock your page. But people can, once this stuff exists on videos, and like when I when I used to work with GoDaddy, They were saying that, like, one of the number one issues they would have were parents trying to get videos of their daughters down off the Internet that would, like, go up when they were drunk Uh, at parties. Oh, that's that's heartbreaking. And, like, young girls send this stuff because they think it's, like... Or it's taken. Or it's taken. Or it's taken. Sure, both. Both. And I don't know. I just think, like, as as a public figure, I'm hyper aware... And as a, oh God, just, I don't know. Be so careful. Be so careful. You know, and by the way, anything you send on a server at work, your boss can read that. Yeah, that's true too. That's true too. Everything that's done at work. They can read. Absolutely. And by the way, it's legal. You're on their server. There's no presumption of privacy. Did I ever tell you about the time I had a job? Um, Hmm. Let me see. I won't say... I'm not sure if I should say what job it is, but I had a job on a show and this person who ran the show knew things about like my, went to John Carlo and was like, I'm, you know, she's so obnoxious. She talks about checks she's cashing or something like to my business manager. Okay. Right. And I, John Carlo was like, why are you talking about this stuff on mic? Right. You have a microphone on. I'm like, I go, gee, I'm, I'm not doing that i don't know how he knows about this stuff like how much money i'm making what checks i was cashing from what and and then he he did like a project and he copied aspects of body revolution and john carlo was like how in the world would he know you know this 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 and to make a long story short you know chloe her husband works in security for like huge celebrities like the rock jada pinkett and will smith and I'm like, the guy's got a mic in my office. He must have a microphone in my office. And John Carlo was like, you're you're talking crazy. There's no way. I'm like, gee, I'm telling you, he must have a microphone in my office. Chloe has Ron send her her ex husband send somebody out. And Rosie, my old assistant, met the guy while we were all on set in my office. He went in there with like a some sort of something to check and see if I was transmitting a frequency from my office. And I was 100% transmitting a frequency. See these tiles up here? The guy wired everyone's office. And when you think that there's some sort of like, hey, you can't do that. I came to learn the hard way that there is no presumption of privacy in a public in, a, in someone's private property or a public space. Wow. And they can read all your emails that you're sending on their server. Everything. They have access to everything. Everything. Anything you, you search, mean, you mean even anything. If, even if you use your laptop at work. If you're using their server, they can read it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yeah. So that's why they say use your cell phone and turn the Wi-Fi off. Yeah. Are you kidding no, me? No, dude. I've been through it all. This is what I'm trying. I have been through hell. One day when I can say, take all these little like gag orders off. 
When each one of these crazy lawsuits, you know, resolves itself, there's always a gag order on every single one. And, you know, because nobody wants people to know the dirty shit that they do. So to resolve them, there's always a gag order involved. I swear to God, one day, God help me, the tell-all that I would write about the things that I've lived through, you wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe it. And unfortunately, like, I find that I'm in this really shitty space because I'm in, like, the middle, right? So the middle is, if I've got nothing, I'm going to blackmail you to give me something because it costs you more to fight me with your lawyer. Well, I never settle. Ever. So, but by the time time it's all said and done, one of the things you do to end it is everybody wants, like, a no one gets to talk about it kind of a thing. Because you'll never hire, let's say I'm going to hire somebody. And I find out that they sued their last employer for X, Y, and Z. You're not going to hire that person. You're like, oh, they're litigious, right? Or let's say you did, I don't know, uh, you did uh, uh, sexually pressure some employee or whatever, but you go, okay, here's $250,000. Don't say that I sexually, you know, hit on you or whatever. It was inappropriate and so it all settles out. But like, dude, no, dude, this stuff is crazy. And the thing is, I again, I see it more clearly and more often because I'm a public figure, but it's all stuff you're dealing with and just don't know it. You're empl- I guarantee you, especially at media companies, your employers are spying on you all the time. Oh. Guarantee it. I spy on Nicole. <laughs> I don't think she knows how. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm too selfish to care. <laughs> Uh, we're thrilled to have a very special guest on the show today. This yep, is yep. Maria Rodale, and I will let Jillian take over from here. Hey, buddy, how are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. <laughs> Maria Rodale is the CEO of Rodale, Women's Health, Men's Health Prevention, and the list goes on and on and on. I'm also a best-selling author, and ironically, our first guest, I think, on the show, Noose. It is. When we, when we wow. talked about Organic Manifesto. Oh, my gosh. That was awesome. It that was, is. That was a couple years ago. A, uh, a lot of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> gosh, Maria, well, five what? years yeah. ago, Janice? 2011. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I remember wow. reading that book, and I was like, it was, you know, you were up in Canada taking care of your dad. Yeah. We weren't doing the KFI radio show anymore, and I was reading that book going, Oh, damn it. I wish I had a show. I want to talk about all of this stuff. And um, so I have to say thank you for being our guest again five thank years you. later. My thank goodness. Thank you so much. Um, so here today, actually, we're talking about your new book. And I'm going to be totally transparent and not uh, fake this like other uh, people who do these interviews do and pretend like I read it. Unfortunately, we just didn't get the book in time for me to read it. I know all about it. Um, but I, uh, you're going to... Talk to me about it. It's a, it's a cookbook called Scratch, which obviously I'm guessing is from scratch. Yes, yeah, it's uh, it's called Scratch, and it's um, home cooking for everyone, made simple, fun, and totally delicious. Well, here's an interesting question. Of all the books you've written, and for those of you who don't know, the, the pedigree of the Rodale family, essentially they're... The first, they're like the first family of the organic movement. Um, Maria's father, her grandfather, uh, it goes all the way back. I mean, Heidi has read every single book I think you and your your family has ever written. And, and for you to come to, to cooking says a lot. Well, what is, why? Why a book on cooking? Well, you know, I love to cook. And um, I grew up 
on the first organic farm in America and, you know, in the middle of the health movement and the health food movement. And I just saw there was so much um, uh, miscommunication, you know, mis- Communication, confusion about what is healthy, what is organic, yeah. what's good for you. And, you know, as a person who grew up in the middle of that, I just, you know, learned to trust my own instincts and my own gut, literally. And uh, it turns out that my gut was pretty right on it. You know, the stuff that's the healthiest for us is just, you know, the freshest, most simple, and actually really easy to cook stuff that everybody loves. So um, I started blogging about six years ago and saw that people really um, were enjoying my recipes, and now uh, I have a cookbook. And Okay, so here's... So here's a question because organic, organically, intrinsically, I, I would hear the word scratch and go, oh, it's going to be too much work. I've got to make everything from scratch. Forget it. And yet it's, it's uh, you know, it's not, it's not, it's from scratch as in what you said, simple, clean and fresh. Um, but that can be faster and almost more convenient then, I'm guessing. Totally, totally. I think there's a whole generation of, of people who, you know, never really learned how to cook. Me. And, um, <laughs> you, know, you know, I write about why that happened and, and the impact it had on all of us. Um, but what, Why you know, is that? I, I, can you elaborate on that? Not to take you off course. Well, no, it has to do with the fact that um, a lot of our mothers uh, were busy, you know, working and kind of yeah. rebelling against the traditional role of motherhood and cooking. And at the same time, the rise of industrial processed food made it, quote unquote, easier yeah. to, you know, put something on the table really quick. And, right. um, you know, we all developed taste for that and, and forgot how to cook real food. And um, so really what I, I'm trying to do and I want to do and I've done in my own life is um, recre- and recreate those like amazing tastes that we all love, but organically from scratch. Right. So, um, you know, right. whether it's, you know, a hard-boiled egg or fried chicken, I don't judge in terms of, you know, it's all super, you know, low fat. In fact, I think fats are really good. So there's, again, a lot of miscommunication about what, what really is healthy. And the one thing we know is that real food, you know, fresh, clean, organic is the best thing you can put in your body. You know, I remember reading something, and correct me if I'm wrong, because it, it has been obviously about five years now. But I, I remember reading something in Organic Manifesto where you were saying, like, good God, even if it's... I would almost rather you have like an organic cookie or a cracker or something versus like all the chemicals and the fake this and the pesticides and all of that. So is, is that am I getting that wrong? I feel like I feel like that's like when you say you're not judging it's it's about like having real ingredients even if they have calories. Yeah, no, I I think um you know if you've never had something simple made from scratch you think it's hard and you know you think it's going to be complicated but what happens is when you try to make things from scratch even like the simplest things you'll realize that everything else is kind of not that great and it's you know stale and like over processed so it, you really retrain your um your taste buds to want um the best kind of food and that doesn't mean expensive food it just means you know quality food and and that's going to nourish not just your body but your soul and your whole family and and um it's 
it's worth um, making the, the tiny effort that it takes. It's really not that big of a deal. I mean, the dishes are always a big deal. But. You bring up, um, <laughs> well, of course, uh, you you bring up the point of, of kind of nourishing your family. And Rodale is a family company. And even mm-hmm. when um, I was meeting with your your publisher, Gail, you know, she was saying, oh, we're going to start doing a children's book department and family yeah. is very big here at Rodale. And and I, I, I can see that that comes into play with everything you do. And is that is that also part of the impetus for this book? Well, definitely. I mean, I'm a mom of three kids that were born in three different decades. My oldest is 34. My youngest is 10. And <laughs> I was just talking um, about this today. Yeah, of course. And, you know, what I've just seen is that really great health habits, great food habits start super young. And, you know, if somebody's just only eaten chicken nuggets and like, you know, what I call like the white foods their whole life, you know, it's hard to turn on that switch of, of loving good food. But when you start from the beginning and that's like in the kitchen at the kitchen table, it's so easy and it's so wonderful. And, you know, your kids, my kids, our kids, become part of the whole process and you, you know you're learning everything from math you know how to measure things to um you know creativity how to make stuff up out of just a few things you have around so it's the best uh the best lessons happen in the kitchen you were talking about your food blogs and I, this is going to kind of spin this in a different direction a little bit but do you find that like these food blogs and instagram and all of that is is impacting the way that we cook or or are you are you feeling like because part of the thing that i've noticed as a person in fitness is i'm seeing all these fitness blogs some of it's good some of it's not good um and i there's no and you know you've got a lot of people that aren't necessarily qualified to be giving advice I, i look at it from my fitness perspective like how do you find the right, like, obviously, you're Maria Rodale, <laughs> you're CEO of Rodale. We can trust the information we're getting in your blogs. But do you ever see other blogs and it frustrates the hell out of you? Or you're like, no, it's all good. What are your thoughts on that? And how do you think it's influencing the space and and the well, scratch, per se? Well, I mean, so, you know, first, I'll answer as a publisher, you yeah. know, because um, I am a publisher. I pu- we publish books and magazines. Um, I think, you know, the freedom of, you know, the First Amendment, the freedom of expression and the freedom to publish whatever the heck, you know, the heck you want yeah. is amazing and powerful and and super important things have come out of that. But when that happens, it is hard to sort you know, the good from the bad, the trustworthy from the not trustworthy. Because um, that's so, usually what a publisher does. <laughs> Intrins- <laughs> Intrinsically, that is what a publisher does. And now um, those days know, are gone. So, so we're always yeah. looking for new, you know, for new talent and new ideas. So, you know, the, the Internet is a great place to find that. What I, what I think the most important thing I've, I've noticed is that the rise of the Internet and foodie blogging and Instagram has really led to a resurgence in the desire to learn how to cook. Okay, I like that. Um, but Yeah, I, I see think, that. And to work out, I see that. Okay, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, um, but then there's a lot still that misinformation and misconfusion. You know, the idea, I think, you know, especially in food with the chef culture, um, and I'm not a chef, 
I've never been a chef. I'm a cook. Um, oh, wait, whoa, but, no, no, no. Ed, uh, explain. <laughs> well, a chef, and, you know, Dan Barber from Blue, Blue Hill at Stone Barns, you know, explains this really well in his, his book, The Third Plate, is really about kind of creating newness and entertaining people and, like, exciting people and, like, making sure you're, like, way out ahead and, and um, impressing people. Okay. Um, and that's, that's their job, and, and that's That's exciting. a chef. I got that's it. That's a chef. Flash. A cook is about feeding people's bodies, hearts, and minds, and souls in the kitchen every day. And it's, you know, that's usually... You know, moms, but it's not always moms. It's a lot of, you know, a lot of um, people of all different genders and sexual persuasions. It's, you know, it's whatever. Right. Uh, but it's, it's, and I really want to teach people how to cook and to be fearless in the kitchen and not be afraid that, you know, they're not chefity, chefity, chefing <laughs> enough. <laughs> Chefing it up. Yeah. I, you know, the biggest challenge I have, whether it's with food stylists or photographers, is like, no, 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 you don't need the garnish. You don't need a lemon on that. You know, just keep it pure and simple because that's what tastes the best. Authentic, too. You know, mm-hmm. I see all those. It's so funny because I do see, again, I can only speak to my line of work, but like, I see a lot of trainers and they'll sell like an online program, right? And it's like, mm-hmm. oh my God, you know, you'll have like the the smoothie with like bananas glued to the inside of the glass. And I'm like, <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> I literally will be like, oh my God. You know, and then I'll post like a picture of like yogurt with my organic mix on top of it. I'm like, this is what it really looks like. This is it. This is it. Right. This is, I'm not, you know, I, I, and mind you, I didn't make that yogurt. I, you know, bought all those ingredients because I can't <laughs> chef or cook, but you know, it, it is, and, and I, my immediate reaction to this, I mean, I'm sure these, these guys sell plenty of meal guides and they do really well, but my personal immediate reaction is, what a crock of shit. I don't buy, I don't buy it. I'm like, you you don't ever, baloney such and such trainer, did you wake up in the morning and spend 30 minutes designing the look, like putting every chia seed just so in the right line next to the blueberries in the right line, and it's like, it does immediately kind of make me go, okay, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, well, and, you know, the, as you know, you know, as a mom, and, the, like, when you're hungry, you're cranky. Oh, <laughs> hangry. Yeah, very familiar hangry. with it, personally so, and so with like, my kids. It's really, you know, w- what we should be, you know, all learning how to do and feel, like, confident in do- doing is, like, feeding ourselves to keep our, you know, our energy, our fuel, our emotional um, happiness, you know, at our optimum peak. And, and it's not about how food looks. It's about how it feels and tastes when you eat it. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Can, can you tell me, what's your favorite recipe in the book? I know that's like Sophie's Choice, but if you, <laughs> if you had to choose, and, and then subsequently, who is, the, who is the person you last made it for? Um, well, my favorite, actually my favorite um, meal and recipe in the book is actually on the cover of the book. It's a simple roast chicken. And um, the funny thing is, I've had, and and pan gravy, so gravy is essential. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, And I've had a hard time, you know, 
with again with food styles because it's like you know you don't have to trust the chicken you don't have to tie its legs together you know that's like some weird outdated thing you don't have to brine it you don't have to like stuff anything in it you know you just get a good chicken and you roast it you, you don't have to baste it um and then you you eat it and you make the pan gravy and like it's like heaven on a plate what a great and- cover of the book my assistant <laughs> just pulled it up for me and it, it's like so simple but like it's like it literally is the chicken just real simple in a pan yeah. with like this it's like the word scratch like written across <laughs> it like really raw and fun and at the top it literally just home cooking for everyone made simple fun and totally delicious like what a yeah, simple and-, and honest promise by the way and then you take the carcass of the chicken which i know you know a lot of people are like you know don't like to say words like carcass, but that's what it is. <laughs> Don't want to know it's a chicken. <laughs> no, we, Heidi has you, uh, chickens at home. We'll have to tell her to turn this off. <laughs> this is what's made us, by the way, stop eating chicken is the freaking backyard chickens. So please but, um, go on. Don't get you, chickens if you're going to make this dish because it'll ruin it for you. Go on. But then you um, put the put the carcass in a big pot and cover it with water and put some salt in it and you boil it for like three hours and you've got bone broth which is the most so good for you delicious yeah. healing nourishing thing that you can ever have and like i make this for my family probably um you know once every two weeks it's the easiest thing you know you get home from work you put it in the oven an hour and a half later you've got an amazing dinner that. <laughs> so okay the book is out in October but we want you to get it now and, and Maria can you get everybody can you give everybody the details on um is there a I've, I've been dealing with a landing page with your with your crew for the book that I'm doing with Rodale so uh is there is there a landing page or do we just go straight to Amazon and all that stuff and um there is a landing page but you know, right now, I'll say just go to Amazon and okay. order it, pre-order it, and there's all these free gifts that you get if you pre-order See, it. See, there's the thing. Yeah, the free gifts. MariasFarmCountryKitchen.com. Okay. And definitely you'll get the free gifts if you order through there. I'm telling you, the way to go nowadays, buy everything ahead of time. You get a bunch of free stuff. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So but, go, Well, go. that's one way the, the business has changed, that's for sure. Holy uh, cow. If you order the, the free gift, if you get the free gifts... I reveal my secret of the things that I actually eat that are not organic. <gasps> now I want to know what it is. <laughs> now I am going to go buy this. <laughs> I know it's candy. It's I bet it's wine or candy of some sort. No, no, I don't drink. I uh, nope. What? It's not wine. You have three kids and you don't drink? It's something no. sweetie. It's a sweetie. I just know it. <laughs> oh, man. We're gonna... And actually, that's, that's another little thing. There's no alcohol in this book. So, so like, because oh. I don't drink... I had to take a lot of recipes that, like, you know, add vodka, add wine. <laughs> <and, you know. laughs> add vodka. I've never seen that so recipe. Sorry. It's that smoothie bowl with the it's bananas I was telling you about. Oh, my God. Oh, buddy. Thank you so, so much. Everybody, go get the book. It's called Scratch. I'm going to go get the book right now. I'm going to put vodka on so my much. chicken. <laughs> Thank you, Maria. Have a great day, bud. Okay. Bye. Bye. Don't forget, email us your questions with your phone number to jillianpodcast at gmail.com. We want to talk to you.